December 26, 2020, it's the Watt for Pedro Show.
to happening until they hang in your garden. Such a nightcap, the world looks so funny on me. Maps misguided, the patterns are empty. Watt from Pedro. Watt from Pedro show. Happy Saturday, Xmas. Uh, started off with John Coltrane doing Straight Street. His first session as a leader. Called Coltrane that right. Riley Walker, opposite middle. And uh, yeah, I'm not man alone because the wonders of those engineers in Estonia with their Skype invention. I got Riley Walker aboard. Are you calling me What's... from Chicago, Riley? Nah, man. Um, I'm originally from. I lived in Chicago for a long time, but I'm out in uh, NYC these days. That's why I asked where you're calling me from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because I, yeah, I, you know, I was learning and reading, and yeah, a lot of Chicago, right? Oh yeah, man. I grew up in Rockford, Illinois, like an hour outside, and then when I was 18, I moved to Chi Town. I lived there for a good 
11 years, like all my 20s. And is, then a couple is, years back, I, I moved to the Big Apple. Is Rockford cheat trick? You fucking better believe it. <laughs> okay. And it's kind of quad cities, right? There's uh, some Iowa and Davenport. And I don't know. Nah, man, that, that's like a... That's like a couple hours. Uh, oh, that's another, another way. There's like two Illinois towns and two something like that. The, yeah. the, the Ashton brothers live there a little bit. Oh, maybe that's Rock Island. Yeah, Rock, you're thinking Rock <laughs> Island. Touring, touring heads always get that confused. It's an easy mistake to make, you know. Well, you know, the other one is on the I-5. The border town between Oregon and Washington State is Vancouver. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like... Who's making these goddamn maps, dude? <laughs> <laughs> or picking town names. Yeah. Okay. okay. Get, your own, get your own material. <laughs> okay, people. The geography portion of this edition has been completed. We got Riley's in the Big Apple. Brooklyn or Manhattan? Uh, Manhattan. Okay, because you know a lot of folks these days. B-Town. Well, I guess they're going into Queens now, Red Hook and stuff like that. Wherever it's kind of yeah. Harlem, you know, uh, yeah, the Bronx. The, the kids are spreading that all spreading over. Spreading that. Uh, fighting back against the big fucking coin. Yeah, but but let, let's talk about your uh, incredible guitar work, these these tunes you gave me. Oh, man. Uh, D. Boone, he would love this stuff, man. I, oh, do, man, I that, do. That's that's so flattering to hear. Yeah, I mean, really. It, it's There's a tune on Double Nickels. I mean, it sounds like you're a flat picker, and he was more like because a flamenco guy kind of showed him, so he used fingers more. But it, it, there's a tune on Double Nickels, right, called Cohesion. It's kind of from a flamenco oh, tune yeah. called La Linda. Yeah, the doors made into Spanish caravans. Uh, your earliest musical recollection, please, Riley. Uh, back in the day, cruising around in my dad's GMC pickup truck, hearing uh, the Outlaws. Outlaws. Yeah, I saw them yeah. a few times. Three three lead guitars, dude. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Up there with Molly Hatchet and Lynn Skinner. But uh, uh, so what you, you remember as a gig is the first. Okay, what about in the pad? Was there a guitar when you were growing up in the pad? Nah, man, I got a non-musical family. I mean, my, my family's like radio rock fans but there there wasn't a musician in the bunch so all like you know more listeners and gig goers yeah you know like gig goers a couple times a year a lot of folks who just like to you know put tires on cars take tires off cars type folks <laughs> right 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 but because i'm trying to find the connect with you and guitar so it didn't come real early what about at school were you in the in the choir or the marching band or shit like that Nah, man, none of that. I was, uh, I was always like a big music fan. Uh, like we were saying, at school, they had they had music at school. You just didn't take it. Nah, man, I didn't take any music classes at school. I did go to like a performing arts middle school though, but it was basically just I don't know. It was probably a scam from the local county to get extra cash. There was no like I don't remember any like artistic classes happening at that school. Um, the lunch sucked. Everything sucked there. Okay. Um, but I found music through like skateboarding and stuff that I thought guitar was real cool, man. And that was when I first realized that, uh, you know, music is like, uh, it's a temporary break from, uh, any sort of real school thinking or physical labor, you know, it's just this great outside activity that kind of 
keep my brain not going haywire. A little bit of physical labor. You got to get that pick to touch the strings. Oh yeah, man. There was definitely a lot of learning curve. But I found. I found what What about the first guitar? The, obviously, the first guitar you got wasn't your own. You 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 played a friend's. Yeah, my friend's dad. He had an axe, like an old uh, piece of shit PV that was collecting rust and was just a big pile of nuts and bolts, basically, with some frets. And uh, man, we were into music, and he his dad had a shitty drum set too. I think his dad was in like a a coked out funk band in the Chicago suburbs back in the day. And, you know, he just had piles of misery in the basement of old gear. Yeah. This is some guy, uh, his pops. Yeah. Kind of dream went wrong, but you guys repurposed the gear, the equipment. Yeah. You know, this dude had dreams of, uh, being cool in the gang, but he was not cool and had no friends. So he just left behind a bunch of, uh, bunch of dog shit gear in the basement and man I, I think my first time playing the guitar was just this out of tune mess nuts and bolts and i just like ripped into that thing and i'm like this is cool and i had no concept of what chords were i didn't know what music was um i like jimmy page um but that was about it man that was the only musical knowledge i had and then it just kind of went from there and, and, and from there by meaning like you started uh, learning stuff off records yeah, man, I would get, like, fake books of shit, play along the records. I took a few lessons from a dude uh, named Tim Tonin, and he was, like, um, his 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 tood towards, like, music was probably the most inspiring thing ever. He was just stoked on records and stoked on, like, the power of music more than, like, technicality, you know? He didn't want to turn anybody into a prodigy. He just wanted them to be stoked on guitar, which I think... Uh, I probably needed that more than like some formal education or uh, rudimentary sort of stuff. I think most people, even the, the technical guys, need that kind of stuff too. Th th thank you uh, so much for him uh, sharing that with you, because technical is not what artistic expression is about. I, I don't think. You know. It's... Yeah, man, I agree. It, uh, I I like at an early age I saw through like the bald ponytail fucking, you know, sort of like old middle-aged dude, like trying to teach you like uh, how to like hold the pick like Steve I. And I was just kind of like, when can I just start having fun, man? Well, you know, the stuff you gave me, it's a lot of acoustic. So, but it sounds like you started actually on the electric guitar. Oh yeah. Big time. Um, I didn't really start fucking with acoustic till later. I, I was a big electric guitar player, still am, but that's definitely how I started. Okay. D did you have the thing like with your buddies after school, the garage band, the basement band, bedroom band? Oh, man, I'm from the Midwest, so it was all about the basement. You're a, you're a SoCal lifer, man, so you guys got like, you know, the garage is legendary, but for us it's all about the motherfucking basement. basement. Now, the Cool in the Gang basement, did that, that actually turn into a band or was that a little later? Hell yeah, it turned into a band. It was me and my friend Jordan. We were a two-piece inspired by the likes of, uh, you know, we just like the germs and the clash and like kind of all like the big classic punk rock stuff. Ah, so uh, Pat Smear. You, you listen to Pat Smear. He, yeah, incredible guitar man. Dude, Smear's a legend, man. He's fucking, he's so rad. I tell you, when me and D. Boone and Georgie are watching him in the 70s, the germs, and I, you know, those gigs, you could talk to people, no problem. They were so much different than Arena Rock. And so I asked Pat, because I thought he invented that fucking style. 
I said, did you ever listen to anybody? He said, oh, yeah, I'm into Queen. What was his name again? His name was Jordan. Jordan, Jordan. You and Jordan get a band. You you, you turn this thing into a two-piecer. Uh, did you end up doing gigs? Yeah, man. First gig ever, Pitt Skate Park, Rockford, Illinois, on the top of a motherfucking half pipe. Tell me that ain't <laughs> And was dude skating while you were doing it? Yeah, man. We were, we were we sucked. People were skating. It was honestly like a dream. Like, I didn't... I, I still don't think gays get cooler than that. So in a way, you were the soundtrack to them fucking going for it. Yeah, man. It was just a bunch of like uh, really shitty skateboarders and really shitty musicians, which is kind of summed up my uh, young adult life. Here, I want to play Cutting Loose. This is what you guys were doing. You were cutting loose.
Watt from Pedro Show. That chunky music started off with Daniel Bachman and Riley Walker doing Cutting Loose. Uh, That's me. Yeah, right. But Daniel Bachman, this is it. I don't know. Is he related to Randy Bachman? <laughs> you know, Randy. Nah, man. That'd be pretty cool, though. I think he's just, you know, yeah, typical yeah. fourth generation uh, German American descendant who's got a hard European last name. But, dude, Daniel rocks. You should talk to him sometime. He's a. Sure, sure. Make the connect. But he's a little after Jordan, right? Whoa. Oh. Right then, we made there a lot of chords tour a lot together. Say it again. It dropped out again. These motherfuckers. I want to go and wring someone's goddamn neck. <laughs> yeah. yeah anyway, any, anyway uh, well, what, I, what I asked you was, Daniel Bachman, he's a little after Jordan, right? What happens with the Jordan band? Did you guys have a name? Yeah, dude. We were called the Crying Onions. <laughs> well, Chi-Town, isn't that like a native word for stinking onion or something? Yeah, dude, it's got to be. There's a lineage there from uh, back in the day to us. Um, I don't know. Jordan's still my good bud. You know, I just uh, we went different ways. You know, yeah, he wanted to get a union card and all that, and I said I gotta keep fucking doing this dog shit. So I kept doing it. <laughs> okay. um, Let yeah, me tell the people know. what else I played. Brand new stuff from his name is Alive. Vision Return. Hungry Baby from Kim Gordon live in Paris about eight months ago. Boma's printing bigger than life. The Boy with the Red Guitar, Kim Cooper Complex, Orthotonics with Be So Mean, Cult Figures, and finally, I guess August 19th, 2018, Bill McKay and Riley Walker, which is some a more fucking two for the guitar righteous playing. Yeah, man. We go for like, I think me and Bill are just big television fans. We like want to do that. Through like a, a John Fahey, Burton Hanch kind of thing. I think okay. that was kind of the idea. Yeah, I was I was going to ask you about John Fay, but you, you're saying Tom Verlaine and uh, Richard Lloyd. Yeah, man. I mean, they were the big dogs for me forever. It still are. But I mean, I like to imagine like if they were like chilling with John Fahey, especially for those recordings of Bill McKay. Wow. Yeah. But okay, when did you first hear television? Back in the day, man, in like high school, um, from uh, it was like the classic like friends older brother band, you know, like hey, you guys, man, fuck no effects, you gotta dig this. Yeah, shit. that's what you I'm saying. What I'm saying? Like no effects is mainly from your age group, right? But what what about the yeah. thing? Did you guys go through the trip about the fucking mixtapes, the cassettes, buddies would hang? Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm 31 now. I yeah. think maybe like. I, w I think my age group is like the last, last, last. Because that's how people got. That. That's how people got turned on to new shit, right? Yeah, man. I'm on. Uh, I'm on cassette CDR cusp. That's like my age. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because this kind of music we're talking about, it wasn't getting played on the radio. Nah, man. A little, a little later on with the college stations, but the cassette mixtapes. I try to tell people how important those motherfuckers were. Yeah, man, those are big uh, at a young age. And I do remember getting, like, cassettes from, like, friends, older siblings of, like, all the cool shit they heard once they got out of town and went to, like, I don't know, Madison or Chicago or whatever. And, you know, it's a trip. You know, the label ain't big enough to put all the songs, so you don't even know the names of these bands. Yeah, man, that's the coolest part. I do <laughs> just, like, trying to cross-reference from, you know, you got to... 
analog cross-referencing was like a lot of fun back in the day, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that that uh, that's really neat that you were into television that early. Now, now what turned you on to John Fahey? Fahey, um, well, I was a big Sonic youth head back in the day. That's how I first heard of you, actually, with your work with, this, with Sonic Youth, and I got the minimum from there. Youth fan high school, you know. I was pissed off into my teens. Of course, I like Sonic Youth. They fucking rock. Yeah. And then um, I saw him at the big theater in Chi-Town um, on the Sonic Nurse Tour. I was still in high school. This is like 05. Okay. And I was like, oh, dude, that extra dude on stage, Jim O'Rourke, sounds cool. So I got into his Drag City Records. Bad timing was like a. I love bad timing. I found that. What about at the same time? I was. What about Gaster to Soul? What about Gaster to Soul? Oh man, that's like one of my favorite bands of all time. But you didn't know of them yet. You had to work your way backward. I worked my way backwards. Jim O'Rourke was like, um, that was definitely like a big. Uh, that was like a big entry into a lot of shit I like now. And that bad timing record, I remember. Cause I got like Wire magazine and shit, and an interview. Yeah. like, yeah, you know, this is like a Fahey thing. And then I got really to Arthur Mag at the time, and Arthur Mag was like shitting their pants about Fahey and every issue, like Byron Coley or Thirst of More reviews. Byron, he's an old friend. Yeah, okay. And Thirst, yeah, Thirst is a big fan, but he don't play anything like him. Jim O'Rourke could do the John Fahey thing. Yeah, man, he killed it, and. um an extension of that was like Jack Rose was really big. Oh yeah, dude, Jack Rose is a fucking—he's a bad motherfucker. I think Jack Rose is maybe more rooted in that like tradition. I think Jim O'Rourke is just like kind of like a funny outsider dude and like yeah. all sorts of music. Um, but yeah, those those two dudes were big, and that got me super into Fade. But yeah, I heard Bad Timing before I ever heard a single song of John Fade. Oh wow. That's interesting how that happened, because I was going to ask you if there was, because sometimes it's just a coincidence, you know, but you, you did hear the man. Okay. Okay. And uh, yeah, kind of troubled personality a little bit and stuff, but uh, interesting, the idea of, yeah, being an outsider that's doing something traditional. Yeah, man, definitely. Um, and and there, he was also from Chi-Town. Right, right, right. Works, that was like, I thought that was cool. You know, I had him on the show. He's living in about 70 miles uh, east of Tokyo now, or west of Tokyo, I'm sorry, he'd be in the water the other way. Uh, his first gig was Wings. That rules. <laughs> and his mom didn't want him to go, so she threw a fucking bowl of spaghetti at him, so he went to the gig with spaghetti in his fucking hair. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, anything to see Dan on the run. So, <laughs> that's, that's a trip. Okay, so uh, from Jordan... What, 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 do you like to make another rock and roll band or do you start getting the acoustic around that time? Nah, man, I was strict motherfucking R&R, electric yeah. guitar, um, you know, Patchmere, Thurston Moore, Stephen Malkmus. <laughs> um, just like, I was really into like, you know, I was like in a big indie rock band, I guess. You know, Dee Boone was definitely big. All that, all that like classic shit. Well, with Thurston and stuff... That, with Thurston and stuff, uh, uh, different tunings. Did you get into the different tuning stuff? Dude, big time. That that saved my life, man. Because um, I love guitar so much, and I always have. But like, I wasn't ever. I'm still not like the most proficient standard player, you know. And then I started reading that you know Lee and Thurston tune their guitars all fucked up, and I was like, yeah. well, that sounds fun. 
And, you know, you can kind of just make these angry, fucked up sounds by just, you know, tuning it all wonky. And that was, you know, that exploded everything. I was like, okay, I'm in. This rules. And also, Jimmy Page doing Going to California. That was like the first acoustic open tuning I ever heard. Led Zeppelin three. Yeah, because I was going to tell you, there was some traditional stuff when you go to blues guys with open with slide players and shit like that. Yeah, I came to appreciate that a lot more. Um, you know, late teens and stuff like that. I got really into finger picking. I love finger picking, you know. I got I got the gross acrylic nails and everything for it at that age. Whoa, not not yeah, D Boone got some of that from the flamenco. But, but 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 you're finding this out, man, alone, right? You got no teacher at this time. Nah, man, no no guru, no teacher, no nothing. I was just kind of like, it was me and my pals just being uh, getting really into collecting records. There was a local shop in Rockford called Acme Records, and just buying all sorts of weird esoteric music. They had a good select. Uh, yeah, dude, like better than you'd expect for like a weird city that doesn't really need to exist. You know, there's no culture there or anything. <laughs> yeah. You know, there were, you know, the closest city's like an hour and a half away, Chicago. Right, right. Um, so by, this guy had all sorts of cool records. And that, that was just listening to that stuff opened my third eye for guitars. Man, that was one thing we're missing without the record store. You, you would yeah, meet, you'd meet people, then also you'd meet sounds. Yeah, dude. And, um, I know there's like a big, there's a big to do and a big, you know, it's a big joke about angry record store clerks. I'm sure they're out there. <laughs> all my, all my formative experiences with record store dudes were like awesome. I remember, cause it, it was really interesting. I remember being a big Pink Floyd fan, a huge Pink Floyd fan. And, you know, I was going in to buy like, I don't know, Dark Side of the Moon or some shit. And this dude was like, yo, you got to check out uh, Piper at the Gates of Dawn. Oh, the real and one. Even, yeah. Yeah, man, and, and even all like the Pink Floyd fans at school, they had never heard of this. And I was like, wait, what? So but there was my first taste of like record narcissism. I'm like, I got a Pink Floyd record. Nobody at school has heard of it, you know? <laughs> and, the, and the record clerk guy was the turn-on man. Yeah, dude, and I remember I liked Steve Winwood in traffic a lot because I was kind of a fucking poser at points in my life, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, they got some good records. Tra when he was with traffic, it's really good. Yeah, Travis got some, they got some heavy tunes yeah, for sure. The, but he was like, man, check out Cluster and Can. And oh, Jack. yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But to me, you know, music's music, so it's either it's either hitting you or it ain't hitting you. I ain't into that genre shit, just fuck. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's the way things are turning anyway. Riley, we're at the end of the first hour, December 26, 2020, Dish Watt Peter, so our special guest, Riley Walker. Hold tight for hour two. December 26, 2020, it's the second hour of the Watt from Pedro show.
You'd 
Okay, people, we start off the second hour with Riley Walker doing 4-14-20. That, that's from April, not too long ago. Yeah, man, I've been making all these crazy, wacky home recordings and stuff just to pass the time, you know. And um, How do you record? What do you use? I've got a, you know, i got like a universal audio uh, preamp compressor and like a digital interface. Dude, I'm like, 
don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I gotta know what I'm doing right now to to make the tunes turn out. Yeah, you you're so, using a pewter for like being a tape recorder. Yeah, man, I'm pretty like you know I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'm having a blast doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. A, I guess I've learned a lot of like the basics. I got the rudiments down of it. Um, you know. I ain't trying to record nobody else or make nobody else sound pretty because I ain't got that. But right. I'm happy to do home stuff on it. And um, are you a big Derek Bailey fan? At all? Oh yeah, of course. Dude, yeah, I like. I've been. A, that's another dude I got way into. Now, how'd that happen? How did that happen? Um, dude, I'm telling you, like Thurston Moore. Okay. And shit, like and yeah. Byron Coley. Yeah, those, those guys are heavy. They're heavy into that free stuff. Yeah, open stuff. Man, I wish I could like. I mean, I've met Thurston and Byron both briefly. Like, hey, what's up, man? Uh, man, like the impact that Arthur Magazine. You remember that man? Absolutely, Jay 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 Babcock. Dude, yeah, like legendary. And I was like such a ripe age, um, and reading for all sorts of new music. And they were writing about fucked up shit, and it got delivered to my house once a month. And like the the Byron Thurston reviews, they review like. Um, you know, like Sonny Chirac box sets. I got to meet Sonny Chirac. I got to meet him. I played on a bill with him. You're kidding and me. He, he, I wouldn't bullshit you. It was in Rochester, New York, in Dude, 1992. Why, was, was he cool? Very cool. Very bitchy. That man, that's so... That, I mean, Sonny Chirac... To and me, a humble like, man, too. And he played his ass off on stage. And he passed away maybe a year or two later. That's Man, that's like such a... I'm sure he got all sorts of amazing stories, but that's more to take. Oh, yeah, big man. time. And he was so kind to me, man. He just spieled, you know, before we both took turns to going on the stage. And he just the kindest guy, man. What a, what a, what a great spirit. Oh, man, just a legend. And, like, the most free, like, just, like, spirits. Like, some of the most, like, spiritual free music. Yeah. I don't mean that in the sense of, like, sound. It's just, like, this is, like, freedom, man. Like, what this dude does on record and on stage is, like, Freedom. Well, on record, know? you know he's on Miles Records where he wasn't given credit. Yeah, I know that. Yeah, Why? yeah. Uh, let me tell the people that we start off the show with Riley Walker doing four fourteen twenty. Then Sam Bennett knew you'd be gone. Aruba Avua Naonde A two. See you in Tijuana by mistake. Double Dutch picnic with back to New York. Like Riley. Good luck. No, not good luck. Good fuck. This Chicago du uh, duet, Secret Meetings, I think it's got the guy from Joan of Arc. Yeah, Tim Kinsella. Yeah, is that right? Okay. It was just a guess, but sometimes Watt's right. Riley Walker with Help Protect Our Mountains. Damn right. Oh, yeah, yeah, where was that? When, when did you do that? That's another tune I cooked up at home. And okay. if you listen to that... Yeah, I did. You, I did. You'll, notice, you, you'll notice there's like... It's it's like a Gastrodel Soul Derek Bailey thing, and that's why I always like about Gastrodel Soul is like they were like Fahey meets Burt Bacharach meets Derek Bailey, dude. And you know, I'm like you know Jim O'Rourke. Jim O'Rourke really got into Burt Bacharach. Yeah, he did like a covers record. You're right on the piano and shit. And then the, the the other guitar guy, he teaches in Brooklyn. What's it? His name David. Uh, uh, God, it starts with a B. The, I played with uh, two guys in Italy that played with this guy. Grubbs. No, it starts with a G. He was yeah, a, David Grubbs. David Grubbs. David Grubbs is a he's a friend of mine, man. We've, we've gigged together these last couple years, and he's the coolest. Is that right? Well, he's half a gaster or a third, right? 
Yeah, man, you should get in touch with him. He's so cool. He's been like fucking. He's been hustling tunes since he was like fifteen. Right, squirrel bait. Right, Bob Mole. You don't turn me on to squirrel bait with Bob Mole from Hoosier. I believe it, dude. Yeah, I mean, squirrel bait was definitely like just sending some like replacements and Hoosier no doubt. Yeah, but then didn't they like turn into slint and shit kind of stuff? Yeah, they turned into slint. Yeah, and, man, those dudes all invented like Midwest fucking guitar sounds. Yeah, David, uh, oh. yeah, he lives in SoCal now. Very, very cool yeah, he's people. Got no, he's got OC. Yeah, yeah, OC, that's right. Uh, I want to play uh, I Heard Them Singing. This is you with Bill McKay.
right time to leave here I am shaking like the others Such a long lost brother We had my smile And I was thinking maybe We can change one another Baby, the Bible huh, in your hands What a right time to lay down I was crazy for my love Yes, I had come down to a side And I was singing maybe We could cover They were singing me Somehow to sleep I don't even know why I can ride Everybody here, well they've been shit anyway And I was thinking maybe we can get away from the others Baby, find me close behind Such a long lost brother When he had my husband And I was thinking maybe We can be good to one another Baby, follow me Close behind Thanks. Thank you very much. I want to say a big thank you to Hogshoot, all the people behind it for having me down here. It's really nice. I really, really appreciate it. I really appreciate the sloppy Giuseppe, which I'm beginning to feel the first wave of pain from. It's delicious, don't get me wrong. But I ate it in far fewer bites, fewer bites than any human should. What for Pedro Show? Yeah, you heard... I heard them singing, Bill McKay, Riley Walker, uh, Giancarlo Bonifacio. He was on the show a couple of episodes ago down in Roma with, uh, in whole, ha, I don't know how you pronounce this, E-D-H-O-L-J, and <laughs> whole J. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, his, um, his little demo thing. And then uh, 
University Challenge. This is uh, Brother AJ in the uh, Netherlands with uh, Serenus, his brand new record. Subway Leisure from Rhythm Plague. Uh, Wayne Pete, a uh, buddy of Nels Klein. Nels Klein, you know about this guitar guy? He's done some collabs with Thirst. Yeah, man, Nels Klein is, is the fucking man. That oh, yeah, he helps out the Wilco on. guys. Yeah, he helps the Wilco guys. Yeah, the uh, Pillow Wand record, him and Thurston. Is oh, like, yeah. That, that's the top 20 for me, man. That, that record rips. Yeah, they meet. There's another record like that, too. Like, it's all one big song, kind of, even though they list a few songs. Yeah, yeah. dude, they, they, them two together is great. Nels is, yeah, he's the man. And you guys go back. Yeah, I, right, right, I right. Now. He's in New York City now, so maybe you could hit him up with that. Now, now the last song was Shaking Like the Others. Live, right? This was a live recording, right? And you're singing. I'm singing. Because it's, I think, the only two <laughs> of the ones you gave me. Yeah, you know, like, uh, the music that keeps the lights on usually is, like, the sing songs I do. I got a lot of, I got a lot of singing records. Like, I don't know, like, fucking songs or indie rock. I don't know what that's fucking called the shit. It's Riley and, Walker uh, music. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> I, I, that sort of stuff is like really John Martin inspired, and I, I love all sorts of songwriters. So I do that, but I always wanted to follow like the Sonic Youth rules, like do song records and then do as much fucked up shit as you can in between albums, you know? Oh yeah, remember they had that series of records they did in wild ass instrumentals. Syrs. Syrs, right? Yeah, man, those like. Again, like that sort of stuff is like, all, and all like the freak folk stuff, like all those, like Sunburn Hand of the Man or Six Organs of the Vintance and all that stuff. They all like did song records, but then they put out like noise CDRs in between album cycles. And I always thought that was cool. So yeah. I guess it's, it's kind of carrying that tradition, you know. I love songs, but I like improvising and. Sure, sure, sure. And, uh,. Yeah, you know, and then, like, Thirst got into, like, 12-string acoustic and shit, but he was still doing kind of the wild-ass. Uh, yeah, you know, that, that, that's interesting. That I'm glad, too, man. Uh, you see, you're 31, and so, yeah. It seemed the, 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 the hatch got cracked open, man. It never came slammed back shut. That, that's good. Yeah, man. You know, sometimes I hear... Uh, more younger people, right, compared to less younger people like me, they'll say everything's already been done, and it kind of bums me out. It's like, no, man. Nah, man. You got not, not everything's been done. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. it's boring. Fuck that. I know. <laughs> Take an online engineering course, then, man. I don't know. <laughs> that's, good. that's good advice. Yeah, you really want to get bored, right? Okay. Yeah. People, we're at the end of the second hour, December 26, 2020 edition. My Peter's special guest, Riley Walker, Old Time Fire 3. December 26, 2020, it's the third hour. The Walk for Peter
Watch for Pedro Show. Started off the third hour with Riley Walker doing Throg's Neck Dust Bin. Throg, Throg's Neck Dust Bin. And then we had Crane doing Drifter Reflections. Mold Open for Balmore with Rosetta. And then finally, Charles Rumback and Riley Walker with Ill-Fitting, No Sickness. Kind of a medley. Bit of a medley. Yeah, bit of a medley. <laughs> <laughs> and and so like these home recordings that you're doing right now would you consider them demos or, or are they going to end up being a record nah man they're just like kind of like punk rock like record them and put them out man um i ain't trying to go back to those or nothing that's just kind of fun shit that i keep my brain occupied with right now um i just i just made a new rock and roll song record with uh john mcintyre out in Portland, and that, that was a dream come true. You're talking to the drummer man from Tortoise? That's the one. Yeah, I think he's living in California now. He was in SoCal. He's in Portland. Oh, he's in Portland. He, he okay. Was in LA. Yeah, he was in L.A. for a minute, but then he skipped up north to Portland. Yeah, I think in between he was near Quincy or some town by Tahoe or Reno or some shit like that. But now he's in Portland? Okay, that guy is great. Well, well, he's got a studio, right? That was his idea. He always wanted a studio. But, man, what a drummer, man. Yeah, dude. He, he's insane, like a drummer. And a great engineer and, like, a great dude. Yeah, yeah. Now, what you do? Did you come there with a bunch of demos, or did you guys write it all in the studio? Nah, man. I always did that sort of thing in the studio before. It was like, let's see what fucking sticks. And this time it was, like, it's hardcore, like, Home demos, then full band demos that we did in Chi-Town, me and the other guys that play with me. And then we skipped out to Portland a few months ago, safely, yeah. um, distanced. And, uh, man, we made a rock and roll record, and uh, I'm real proud of it. And you're playing electric guitar? Electric and acoustic. Okay, okay. And who else is in the band? This dude, Bill McKay, who you heard on the recordings that you play in. Sure on the show um right a drummer named ryan jewel ryan and uh, a, a bass player man who you love named andrew young he's like oh he's one of my best he's sure. one of my best buds you, you'd love him he's a shy town guy he's crazy on the fucking bass you know a lot of cats from tortoise ended up in socal jeff parker yeah man um, and, and the other drummer like the, the other drummer the man too uh john uh conyer Herndon? Herndon, Herndon, that's it. Johnny Herndon. Yeah, man. I, I recorded yeah, with him and Bucky uh, Pope for this uh, Sun Ross song. Dude, that rules. Yeah, man. Like, there's like a, been a great Chicago exodus out west. At least like in my friend group, you know, all sorts of people are skipping town and like, fuck this. I, I need some sunshine. I, I get it. You think it's a weather thing? Yeah. It's a weather thing, man. Chicago's cool and creative, but man, it it, it wears on your soul. Like, yeah, that wind in the winter and then sweaty ass in the summer. Yeah, man, it's a, it's a heavy scene. And it's cool to, like, kind of figure out what you want to do there. But, you know, I, I'm all for people going on to greener pastures. <laughs> I think uh, Johnny Herndon uh, got a tattoo in. Yeah, man, I got a, I got a John Fahey tattoo on my arm that he did when mm -hmm. I was, like, 18. <laughs> You know where he lives? A lot of these guys, they're in the Altadena, and they're the east, northeast, like east of Pasadena. David Yao's out there. Man, there's a whole, yeah, man, all those 
that whole class is out there now, man. I, I like to call L.A. Uh, indie rock retirement, you know. <laughs> but, you know, I'm like 50 miles from them. I'm in the harbor. So but yeah, we got some distances. I've never been to San Pedro. One day. One, one day. day. Yeah. You know who's buried here? Who? Charles Bukowski spent his last 14 years. You That's what, pretty fucking rad. You know what it says on his gravestone? It's nope. a, it's a title of a play, uh, one of his poems. It's uh, "Don't Try." <laughs> yeah, dude. I want to play Peace this out, Mr. Bukowski. <laughs> his wife Linda still lives here. If you, I want to uh, play this another live thing from you, Primrose Green. I'm a songwriter. It's all I have is my songs. Let's run. Let's run. 
And uh, for the love of God, please buy a record. It's too heavy to carry on airplanes. God bless. Thank you. I hear the super teenagers have got a new female member. I wonder what her power is. Thank you. 
Walk from Pedro Show, the last music for this edition. Riley Walker doing Primrose Green. Then we had Mitt Douche from South London doing On the Lectern. Capitalism is by Howie Reeve and Kubio Karachi. And then finally, this big fucking jam, man. Junior Bohannon, Ben Greenberg, and Riley Walker doing Michael. I mean, that's quite a tune. It's like 15-minute whaler. Yeah, man. Um, are you a big Red Crayola fan at all? Yeah, yeah I love Soldier Talk. And yeah, that, man, that's my shit. I think all three of us are big Red Crayola fans. And the way that dude composes and You're talking Mayo, Tom, Mayo Thompson. Huge influence. Mayo Thompson. The King. Yeah, now uh, John McIntyre played with him. In fact, Tom Watson, my missing man guitarist, became like uh, Mayo's, you know, I'm going to remember the songs because you can't remember them anymore, dude. Oh, that rocks, man. What a, that's a good gig right there. <laughs> yeah, since like the middle 90s. For a little while, there was a version of the Red Crayola that had John McIntyre on acoustic drums and George Hurley on robot drums, electronic drums. Man. Damn, yeah, dude. See, like, Mayo Thompson is just like, let's get like some heads in here and like turn shit up and like make it fucked up. Man, I, yeah, he's a legend. I'm a huge fan. I think those recordings with uh, Bohannon and Ben were like big Red Crayola tributes. Yeah, and he and Mayo ended up putting out some records, maybe Drag City and stuff like that. Labels there. Yeah, I think Drag City's always had Mayo's back, which yeah. is awesome. Because uh, nowadays, like, he can't really play. He's got arthritis, and so he, he just teaches. But he does some stuff with Tom Watson still. Uh, yeah, he's out, he's out in SF, right? Right, right, right. Now, for a little while, he was in Scotland. Wow. Uh, where can people find you on the Internet? Man, I'm on uh, the I'm on Twitter, uh, Riley Walker, and uh, just, you know, Google. What, do you have a website? Yeah, RileyWalker.com. Okay, people, that's... R-Y-L-E-Y-W-A-L-K-E-R dot com. And from there, he's probably got links to all them other fucking places. You're right. Telephone poles to uh, staple up flyers. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, this, this this record you did with your cats and, and with uh, John McIntyre in Portland, is it out or is it coming out? It's coming out, man. I just got it mastered by the king, Greg Calby. It's oh, wow. It's like a million bucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm really, yeah, man. I don't know if Calvi's ever mastered anything for you, but that that dude can fucking. No, I've heard it, but I've heard his stuff. I ain't done. I'd like to maybe because he does good work. Yeah, man, you should holler. He's he's the king, and uh, it'll come out sometime, hopefully next year. Yeah, yeah, and in the meantime, you're just gonna be feeding the UA interface. That's me, man. I'm plugging away at home, chipping away at the next tune always. Now you know when you were. With the Jordan there, with the basement, the broken dreams of cool in the gang dream. You didn't have a guy to talk to, like what I'm going to ask you here. What if a younger guy came up to you and asked you for advice based on your journey through music? Oh, man, that's a big question. Um, I've done it wrong in so many ways. I guess the best thing I could do is just don't do what I do and just, you know, hang out with people that are smarter than you and play good tunes. <laughs> That's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good advice because I think some people, they want to be the top of the pile. But, you know what I mean? They don't want people smarter than them around. Nah, man. It's pretty easy for me to feel like the dumbest 
hammer in the bag, you know, that ain't a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but if if somebody's got stuff, it's good to get next to them so maybe it soaks off on you. Yeah, man, you know, go to gigs, have fun, be nice. Yeah, that's great. That's great. <laughs> it's such an honor to have you on the show, Riley. Thank you so much and bearing with these uh, difficulties, too. When, well, I know this record's got to come out, and but when you get another group of these little home things going, uh, flown my way. I, I'd love to play them. I love this stuff, man. Yeah, man, that'd be a dream come true. The, the pleasure to be, be on your show is all mine, man. Lifelong fan. Really appreciate it. Oh, big love, Riley. People, it's been the December 26, 2020 edition of Pedro Show. Keep your powder dry. <laughs>